and welcome to Women Developing Brilliance. I'm your host, Casey Rossi. It's my great pleasure to present interesting stories of creative women sharing their message and lighting up the world with their presence and offerings. Get ready to be inspired. You can learn more about creating a business that you love by visiting kcrossi.com. Enjoy! My guest today is the nationally renowned social media expert, Kimberly Olson. Kimberly is also the creator of The Gold Digger Girl, where she serves female entrepreneurs by teaching them simple systems and online strategies in sales and marketing. Kimberly and I have so much in common. I can't wait for you to enjoy this episode. She is the mom of two and teaches others how to follow their dreams, crush their goals, and create the life they've always wanted. I don't know about you, but that sounds pretty awesome. I also had the great fortune to be a guest on her podcast, so when you are done enjoying this conversation, head over to The Gold Digger Girl and have a listen to that one. Enjoy. Hey, Kimberly, welcome to the show. I am so excited to have this conversation with you. Thank you so much. I am too. It's going to be fun. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So I want to know all the things. How did you become an author, a leader, you know, someone that's really just dominating the social media space? Oh, yeah. Well, it's so funny because I work with a lot of women like you do. And I look back and I really believe that, you know, the growth that I had on social media and online, because my business grew really pretty fast, is it's just a a culmination of everything that I've done, you know, so I've been in leadership since I was 18 years old, I sold Cutco cutlery knives. Me too! You did? Oh my gosh, no wonder we get along so (laughs) Yeah. And so I got the letter in the mail about this marketing job, right? Like they totally sell you. And I wanted to go to a private college, but we didn't have any money. And I I had a little bit of scholarship, but not enough. And I was like, you know what? If I like hustle and do this, I'm going to be able to go to this private school. So I was all in, man. I was like, I'm selling nice to everybody. And I right away within, you know, a month or two, they were like, we want you to be a trainer. So you're, it's a train the trainer. So you you're, they're going to go with you and you're going to teach them how to do it. And I would get to know them in the car. I would find out why they were doing it, you know, because we would ride everywhere together. And that's when I got my first taste of leadership. Like, I was just like, I love this. And I think sometimes people think leadership means, you know, you're standing in front of a, a boardroom or a team meeting and this kind of corporate leadership. I love leading people to a path that maybe they hadn't seen for themselves. Like my spiritual gift is encouragement. If you do strength finders, I'm visionary. Like I can see things in people that they can't see. And that's what lights me up. So I was in the corporate world for, uh, for about 20 years and I did, uh, my focus was health and wellness. I have PhDs in natural health and holistic nutrition. My undergrad is business management marketing. So I was able to kind of take all of that together And I got into social media three years ago and I, my first adventure with it was actually direct sales and network marketing. And I never wanted to do that. I, all I knew was, you know, uh, the people I saw were successful were Marie Forleo, Amy Porterfield, Porterfield, Brennan Burchard. Like that's what my equation, you know, I equated success of online being and network marketing was not it. Like I didn't have a role model. I didn't have that standard. And I was in, we were in almost six figures of debt. We just had our second baby. I, I had postpartum with both of them. I had a job I hated. And I was like, again, that whole, I see the light here. I could do this. You know, maybe this is a means mm-hmm. to an end. So I went all in with it, <coughs> excuse me, 
And I learned about social media. I learned about building relationships and I fell in love with it. So I became a coach, taught others how to do the same. So I'm actively in network marketing and I'm also a coach as well. This last year, we did $1.1 million and I had uh, was recognized as the number two recruiter globally at my level in my network marketing company. So I built that to six figures alongside a seven-figure coaching business because I learned about automation, duplication, simple systems people could plug into. And like we talked about at the beginning and mentioned the leadership piece and listing other people on my team to run our challenges, run our meetings. Like it doesn't have to be the Kimberly Olson show. And I have coaches, I have four coaches in my program. You know, in the past, I would have wanted to do it all myself, but by raising up other people, it allows me to reach more people, but still get my kids on the bus every morning, pick them up from school, be there at, you know, we do dinner at home every single night. And I really believe that we have this model in our heads that we've got to work really hard to make a lot of money but I worked less this last year than I worked at my corporate job. So I Whoa. believe that you can, yeah. And it's really cool because I want to help other women find their, their voice on social media, figure out who they want to serve. And really, honestly, I know it's cliche, but show up genuinely and authentically because that's the missing piece that I see in my space. People are trying to be like these Instagram influencers. They're too, they're not, they're afraid to post vulnerable posts. And they're just trying to sell to everyone and it doesn't work that way. So it doesn't, it oh doesn't. my gosh. You have said so many good things. Like, first off, I want to just lift you up for your moxie because it really sounds like through the journey, you just had something innate in you that was able to pull herself up from her bootstraps time and time again. So first off, is that a learned skill or was that something that you were born with? Well, I've had a lot of setbacks and challenges in my life. And, you know, I think everyone has their stories about childhood and it wasn't awesome. And I actually was lucky enough because of, of Cutco Cutlery being in that world. I learned about life, getting a life coach when I was like 20. I mean, I have about 30 journals full, like I've been doing that forever. So it was definitely a path. Um, I've had some, some hiccups, but I actually, I struggled with alcohol abuse uh, once I had the girls. So, you know, motherhood and it's in both sides of my family. So the odds weren't awesome. <laughs> I, you know, I definitely think like if people want to have a cocktail, have a cocktail, but there's a difference between needing it and wanting it. And I needed Absolutely. it. I got to a place where it was like, I had to have my glass of wine every day. And so I started self-sabotaging. Like I was having results with my direct sales business. I was making that comma check. And then my check would be $200. And I was like, Oh, girl, you got to wash your face and figure this out. So I hired um, a therapist and she's, she has like healing, like she does Reiki and stuff like that. So she had this kind of holistic approach and oh my gosh, I was so skeptical. And I I was resisting the whole thing because my subconscious is like, no, we don't like this change, but I wanted it for my family so bad. I wanted to change my family's tree. I didn't want my kids to feel that way about money like I did. And I wanted to be there for them. And I wasn't, I was not present. So I worked with her intensely and it took a few months, but I actually, that was the summer of 2017. Um, I've, I've been in sobriety ever since then. And I'm just one of those people. It's not going to work. It's not an option for me. Yeah. And once I, once I looked that, that, that main demon in the eye, you know, the most destructive habit that was in my path, blocking my path to what I wanted I had to overcome the thoughts that I was repeatedly telling myself to overcome the alcohol. Like I had tried things, right? Like Mm -hmm. all the things out there, I had tried it all. 
it wasn't working because the self-sabotage was still there. Every day I was waking up saying, you are horrible. You're not good. Who's going to want to hear what you have to say? Why are you even trying to, to be an entrepreneur? You're not an entrepreneur. So when I worked on my mindset, I started having new thoughts and I would wake up and go, no, you're good. You can do this. Go, go out there, help other women, be an example. And when I started telling myself different thoughts and you know, programming it over and over again, one day I woke up and I was like, I don't need this alcohol. Like I, awesome. I have a day that this day I get to be whoever I want to be. And I don't need it to, I, I don't need to escape my life anymore because I've created a life that I love. And it just, that's amazing. It was that's crazy. amazing. What would you say to folks that feel like they've got their mindset dialed in? I know that many experts have said mindset just isn't sexy enough. It won't sell, but it is the key. It is the root Everything. like you just experienced. So what do you say to the naysayers or even to some of the people that are like, you know what? I think I'm good. I really just need the nuts and bolts of consulting. And that's, you know, and I, your description of your podcast, which is a lot of how I describe when I'm talking about things is mindset marketing. You put those two words in there manifesting so smart because I have to lead. I don't have to, but this is what I do. (laughs) It's my little strategy. I lead with the sexy stuff. So I'll be like, guys, sizzling stories on Instagram. And yesterday I went live about five times and I was like, all right, y'all, if you need to learn how to close more sales and what's the first thing mindset posture, belief in yourself. So I'm teaching them how to get that result, but that's not how I describe it because I just know if I say, okay, we're (laughs) going to talk about mindset today. I'm going to have half the viewership and half the interest. So, but this is what's so beautiful about it. Whenever I'm doing group coaching and I'll spend a lot of time, like I'll make them tell me their thoughts and, you know, in the chat, breakthrough after breakthrough, after epiphany, epiphany, they're messaging me the next day. Oh my gosh, I didn't know I had that thought. I didn't realize it was that, you know? And so once they do it and we've gone through this ourselves, they're like, oh, this is absolutely the problem. Yeah. So it's, we just want the tactics and that's not, Mm -hmm. tactics do not last. Strategies, principles, deep rooted mindset, uh, addressing that is how you're going to get lasting change. That's the sustainability factor yeah. right there. I love it. What's your number one tip for mompreneurs? So I wrote a book called Why Balance is BS because I is the mompreneur's guide to getting everything you want in life. It was a number one uh, new release on Amazon because apparently moms really like that idea. Sweet. But, <laughs> so I think that, you know, when you do see moms on Pinterest and their kids are all matching and I mean, you should saw the corona <laughs> hair going on in our house. Both my girls have curly <laughs> hair. It was like rat nest, like couldn't get a brush through it. And you see this example of this Pinterest mom, you know, and we sit there and go, all right, well, I've already failed. So what's the point? And I talk to a lot of moms and they're not feeling sexy with their husbands. They're not feeling confident in their bodies. They don't remember the last time they got eight hours of sleep. So I would say to you is learning how to, to put different hats on. So I'm in my office. Luckily I have a space for that, but I know women who they will change their clothes. Like they'll go in their office in their bedroom and have, you know, their work outfit. They'll change out of that when they're done. And then they're cooking dinner or whatever it is. So mm-hmm. You have to flip the hats quickly. If I have, you know, 10 minutes where the girls are occupied doing something when they're home, I will go, okay, what's on my list? Great. And I'll knock something out in 10 minutes. I'm nice. such like so laser focused. But then when I'm with them, I have forced myself, which has taken a lot of work to put my phone down. Like 
it's fine. And my whole team knows, everyone knows I'm not going to be a messenger from like three to nine 30. You're not going to find me. <laughs> I'm with yeah. my family, but you know what? It's awesome because then I can just time block and go, let's hit messenger right now. Everyone's trained to understand that. And everything's fine. Like we think we have to be in our phones 24 seven and we just do not. So I would say flipping Absolutely. hats, time blocking, and just being really scheduled and prioritize. I love that. And for those that maybe have tried time blocking, but they haven't been super self-disciplined about it, how can they crack into that? Because I'm a fan of deep work blocks and really focusing, like you said, on the most important things and prioritizing. But for some that it's just not sticking or it hasn't, what can they do so it actually has some legs? Oh, it's such a great question. And that's a repeated problem that I've seen with people because I think some of us, like you and I, we are wired where we can sit down and we can knock it out, right? Like spend, you know, hour, two, three hours, like writing or doing whatever. A lot of people can't, that's too much for them. So I wrote another book because of this reason. And that one just released in August called the art of self-discipline and the way it's set up, there's like nine areas we cover. So work, personal, whatever. And it, it, each chapter, it breaks down um, a few big ideas. And then each idea has like three things you can do. So it's literally so bite-sized because I find if people can get a little traction, then they can get more traction. And they're like, okay, I can do this because the thought of losing, you know, 50 pounds for our client, that's too much. And then what do people do? They go to the gym, they're sore for five days, or they try to run like 20 miles and they like, you know, pass out. That's not what we want to do with any goal, right? We want to go, yeah. okay, what's <laughs> one small step I can take towards that to start feeling that success and that confidence. So I think it's breaking it down to little bite-sized steps. I love that. I think that that's a very effective strategy. We don't get overwhelmed. So yeah, I'm totally a fan of that. I am chuckling to myself because I loved earlier, you mentioned like, girl, wash your face. And I was like, I love Rachel Hollis. I know that you've shared the stage with her. Talk to me what it was like. Like, what did you go through? And it was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be sharing the stage with such a leader in our industry. Yeah, it was pretty surreal. And it was so funny because she's been such a mentor of mine because she's the first female that was close enough to what I wanted to do. That was also a mom, you know, I love, you know, Amy and all that, but I could really identify with Rachel and, you know, read all her books, but she's my neighbor. She lives like 10 minutes wow. from me. I haven't run into her yet. Cause I think, I think I saw her at Whole Foods the other day, but she had a mask on. I swear it was her. And I was like checking out her figure and I'm like, okay, I better, <laughs> I'm going to get arrested. I better get out of here. But I, That's just, awesome. <laughs> I just really admire her tenacity and she shares, I mean, it was not easy. People think she just suddenly had this huge stage and I'm like, no, she did not. She worked her tail off. But when I was asked to speak at that event, I was like, oh my gosh, like this is such a dream. But then I like became that person. Like it's, I feel like we need to become the person that would get to go speak on stage. You know what I mean? So I just, uh, you know, I prepared, I, I memorized my whole thing that I was going to say, um, I just owned it and it was awesome and it was magical. And I got to meet her and you know what? I don't think people brag on ourselves enough and it's not bragging or impressing people. It's giving other women permission to say, I got to do this. And Absolutely. that's why I talk about it and share it. And that's why I talk about money because I didn't hear that from other people. I was raised, you don't, you don't talk about your successes. Did you ever just wish there was a group of high vibe women entrepreneurs that you could hang out with? A place where you could share your wins, get a biz question asked, and be around people that just get you. 
Well, there is my friend. It's my Women Developing Brilliance Facebook group. I created a place on the web where like minds and open hearts could continue the conversations that we start here on the podcast. Fulfill your desire to develop friendships with women from around the globe. Women who are on the solopreneur journey, just like you. Now more than ever, we are craving authentic connections. Believe me, your voice matters, your work matters, and having the support of a close-knit community can make all the difference in the world. So head over to Facebook and go to facebook.com slash groups slash Women Developing Brilliance and request to join my private Women Developing Brilliance Facebook group, the gathering place for heart-centered female entrepreneurs looking to create an impact, increase their income, and connect deeply with themselves and others in the process. I can't wait to welcome you in my Women Developing Brilliance Facebook group, where you'll be encouraged to introduce yourself, ask a question, and meet other ambitious lightworkers just like you. Again, it's facebook.com slash groups slash women developing brilliance. I'll catch you there. Be quiet. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And we need that. And it's so inspirational. And I really feel that it extends such a positive ripple effect. If she can do it, I can do it. And it's encouraging. So I'm, I love the fact that you talk about money and I'm wondering what you would say to somebody or what your process is to help dissolve um, money mindset blocks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I actually, I made for 2019, I made $250,000. And at the end of the year, I had to take out a loan, a $30,000 loan to get into this high level coaching program and then hire a marketing firm. I was like, what the heck? Because I hadn't ever made that in my life because my money mindset was so, so I hadn't worked on it. I had worked on some business skills, obviously. So I hired a, a mindset coach, just, we did kind of a trade, but we worked through some stuff and what I realized is that I had this belief about myself that I was not a good steward of my money. And I had this belief that I spent all the money that I had. And I also was very embarrassed about the money. I have a Lexus that I paid $60,000 for cash. And when people, when I would pick up the girls from school, I would be embarrassed thinking people thought that I was a stay at home mom. And my husband had a lot of money. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I think people can relate to that. Right. And I was like, oh my gosh, people probably think this about me or people would come to our house and like, we have a really beautiful, like where our house is in a beautiful backyard and a pool and all these things. And when people would come to like service the house or do things, I would be embarrassed because they were in the service industry. And I grew up North of Detroit, you know, blue collar, all my family was in automotive. I was embarrassed to have all of these things. And so I had to work through that to go, no, it's when the more abundance you have, one, it gives other people that, that, that vision, but this is the thing who better to have a lot of money than someone with a good heart. Who's going to do good things. Like I want to Amen. Yeah. I want to sponsor 2000 women this year uh, for a microfinancing initiative and it's going to cost me a hundred thousand dollars to do it cost me, but I'll be giving a hundred thousand dollars to this program, which would sponsor 2000 women, the repayment back for the loan that they get 
to start their businesses is over 90% payment repayment in six months. And they take the money from their businesses to pay for nutrition for their kids, to pay for healthcare and education for their kids. I'm like, this that's incredible. I love that initiative, for, right? Like this would just be beautiful. A every mom has. And so wouldn't that make sense for me to work hard to earn that and be proud of that and do something good for the world than be embarrassed about it. So I had, I love that you that turn go. that around. Oh. Yeah. It's so beautiful. I love how you crafted that. I'm a big fan of baking and give back. Um, I think that's, it's so inspiring. It's yeah, I am a fan. That's awesome. So the other thing is you talked about Instagram and showing up authentically. And I have to say, like, when I watch your reels, they definitely put a smile on my face. I love it. I love that you like groove it out. Like you just, you have such a prolific um, stream too of creative ideas. So how did you crack into that? And how important do you think it is that people um, use video in their marketing? So when I started in the fall of 2017 on social media, I started with Facebook. I didn't have an Instagram account and I had about 250 friends on Facebook. So if you're listening going, Oh, I don't know. Our reach is 1.5 million per month now across social media. Woo! Like it's nuts. Okay. So if you, if you have us, uh, you don't have a following yet, you can start anywhere. But the reason why I was able to grow so fast is because of video. So I went live every week. Once a week I started and it was in my car. I would have like 30 viewers, 30 views. And I just kept showing up and I was watching and paying attention. People were responding to not my nutrition stuff. They really liked the goal setting. They like the idea of me helping coach them through goals and, you know, these things. And I was like, oh, okay. That's a little different than what I thought. Started going live twice a week, then three times a week. And then I launched a Facebook group really quickly after that. My Facebook groups have grown. That's a huge part of my nurture. And I started doing video in there. And then eventually I got into Instagram and now I do two YouTubes every week. Like we do a lot of video. This is the thing you'll see with the platforms they're pouring into video. They continue to do that. But because we're remote, the power of video where you can hear, see the body language, all the elements, there's not a better way to build up your know, like, and trust factor. I know for a fact, my people that follow me and students in my, in my uh, programs, especially when I meet them in person, it's going to feel like we've met, we've known each other forever. They know you. Absolutely. I'm sure you've had that when you've met people that you've met online and then in a conference, it is so powerful, the relationship you can build virtually and you can't get that with other, other avenues. So with like trendy stuff, like Instagram reels is, I love that way more than TikTok. Um, I just like it because Instagram's a little bit more protected and it's just mm-hmm. has a different feel to it, but I'll create, a, I'll create on TikTok, save it, publish it on TikTok. And then I pop it over to Instagram reels really fast and I'll get a lot more traction on it. But the reason why I want to mention that is there's, we just clubhouse, um, just at the time of this recording clubhouse just is gaining popularity. And I've fallen in love with that. You don't want to go and do all of this at once. Like mm-hmm. you don't want to have a podcast starting and writing a book. What you want to do is say, okay, out of everything that's available to me, where do I spend most of my time? Where's my audience hanging out and what excites me? And then tackle that platform, just tackle it, be all in, learn everything you can take trainings, watch videos, pay attention to what's working. And once you feel like you've got that plate spinning in the air and it's just on autopilot, then we can add in something else. But I feel like people try to be on everything and they get burned out. They get burned out and they're not doing anything effectively. Right. So I would say just tackle one thing at a time. And if you don't, if you don't like something specific, that's okay. You can build a whole entire 
your whole business off of an email list if you wanted to. Like there's so many options for you today. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that's really important for people to hear because there is that FOMO and there is that like, oh man, I should be doing like 365 live stream and I should have a YouTube channel and this, that, and the other thing. And it can get really overwhelming. I also think that it can easily divert people to you know, focusing on their most important things and their income generating activities when they're just constantly trying to present on social media. Yes. So I think we have to be really, really careful about that. I know that you're a fan of vision boards. I'm wondering what your personal practice is. Like, are you a manifester? Like, how do you, how do you do it? How do you create the space to have the yard, the pool, the car, like the whole thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I learned about vision boards and manifesting pretty early on. And I didn't get really good at it until I overcame some of the stuff we talked about before with, you know, alcohol and things like that. Cause it really does, you know, your ability to manifest will you'll gain confidence once it manifests, right? But it can't really get aligned with what you want unless you're energetically aligned. So if you want something high up here, so say you do want to make a million dollars for the or six figures, if you're hanging out down lower vibration you can't attract that. So I think it's getting into that right space. But yes, I, I tell my, my uh, students all the time, I'm going to go ahead and manifest that. So I'm working at Ted talk right now. We're doing submissions for it. And that's been on my vision board. I have a picture of a woman, but I took, put my head on her. Oh, that's great. (laughs) And it's on my vision board. And I was like, yeah, I don't know when, but it's going to happen. So it's, you know, I, I think it's uh, Jack Canfield talks about it in the success principles, but it's like putting an order in with when you make an order online and from a catalog, mm-hmm. you just say, I'm going to order this couch, you know, the couch is going to come like you just put the order in. It's sort of like that is how I think of it. I say to myself, I want this or something better. So this is what I would like to request. And I manifest everything. I mean, this office literally, um, it's beautiful, by the way. Thank you. And it was my reward for when total sales, like career sales or cumulative sales, we had a million dollars. So that was my reward. But I had this in my head since I started my business. When I was working full-time, I would just imagine myself in my office and what it looked like and seeing myself in video. That's where I spent my time pouring into people, teaching, educating. I had that in my head for so long. It took, it took me what, two, three years to, to manifest it. Do you think Which I is care? still really fast. I mean, right. that is wicked fast. Yes. Right. But do you, do I care that it took me two, three years? No. So manifestation is, is just this beautiful thing to say, making a request to God, to the universe, whatever you believe in and saying, I would like this. I would like to bring this into my world. This is what I want. And we just don't do that. We're like afraid or we just get hung up in what we've got going on today. So I manifest everything. That's literally like my business plan. I couldn't tell you, like, I don't even know. I just, (laughs) I just, when things come to me, I'm like, Oh, I want to manifest that. Let's do that. You know, or people on my team are like, I want to make six figures this year. I'm like, I'd like to manifest my, my staff making six figures this year, you know, that kind of thing. So yes, mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of it. I love it. And it's just, it's spending time daydreaming. Like why not? Yes. You know, what if anything's possible it really is. Absolutely. I love the fact that you rewarded yourself for a benchmark and I'm wondering how you celebrate even the small wins. Oh yeah. And that's something that's taken some discipline because I'm an achiever. Uh, I always have been my whole life of achieve, achieve, achieve to the point where I've had to be aware of that. You know, I'm a, I'm, I'm awesome because of who I am, not because of what I do, but what I found is I, what was it? Oh, I, when I got married, someone had said, when you have a milestone, like marriage, baby, 
have something else ready to go afterwards. So what I did is when I got married, I was like, okay, I'm either going to get into like fitness competition type stuff, or I'm going to get my PhD. So I went the PhD route, but it was so helpful to say this big milestone. Cause there are people who they'll get married and then they'll go into depression afterwards or have a baby mm-hmm. because it's like, there's not that next thing. And we are wired to grow. We are wired to have goals. That's why I go by the gold digger girl, because I believe the women that have hung with me this during COVID and quarantine and all of that are doing really well because yeah. they're focusing on their business and working in themselves and how can they show up versus the ones that maybe don't have something to plug into. So for the small wins, I have trained Key. myself to say, that's awesome. Or even if it's just completing some modules I'm training, you know, recording for a great job. I have to tell myself that because it's so easy just to go into the next thing. I see that a lot. And I think it's so important. And it's something that people are like, yep, that that's fine. But then they still plow through the to-do list. And I think it's really powerful to pause and to even like, right. High five your inner self. I mean, it just gives you that one, I think chemically that shot of dopamine. And then there is that reward center in the brain where it's like, yeah, let's do it again. Let's keep going. Let's go. So I think that's something really powerful. That's, that's easily overlooked. So being that you are a leader in the space, I really adore you. I'm wondering what your predictions for 2021 female entrepreneurs is. So I believe that we are still seeing a trend with home-based businesses, businesses work from home. We're seeing a trend with people wanting to get into this space. My prediction is the women who go, okay, maybe I want to roll out a coaching program or I want to build a business online are going to seek out the best. They're not just going to you know, do a search or look on Facebook and get into a coaching program. They're going to be looking for referrals. They're going to want to look and see what's in the program. They're going to be asking more questions. They're going to be willing to pay a higher ticket. And I didn't think that that would be the case last year because of, of people being afraid of money. And we, as I raised my prices, I just had more, you know, more students in there because they're going, okay, I want to work with someone who knows what they're doing. I don't have time to play. And I want to make this, I want to make this work. So I definitely think it's, you, you guys go all in with whatever you create. Don't have it, you know, ASS it, go all in, create something amazing, pour yourself into it, but let people know, don't be afraid to share. This is what I have. And this is why it's the best out there. Make sure you're filling a, a real gap in the market and that you're in a category of one for what you are for offer. That's brilliant. I was actually just reading a report and that one of the key points that you just alluded to was, um, you know, really filling the gap and understanding what the market needs are. And they said so many people in the small business arena fail because they just didn't do enough market research to know that there was a target audience that needed exactly what they had to solve their problem. So I love that you mentioned that. Be the expert, go all in. If you are going to drop some bright light wisdom as we wrap up our awesome conversation, what would it be? I think that we have a choice of how we show up on social media and all of us are online right now. So I think it's important to say, and it's just, it's not going away, obviously. And we can get into politics and debate things and all of that, but you're going to, you can potentially isolate a large percentage of your audience. I think that because we can choose how we show up, I believe that we should all choose to be the light to others. And so it's, you know, when people interact with your content, are you leaving them better off than when before they came, mm. you know, are you that little dose of, oh, I'm so glad I saw her post or her, her reel or her TikTok or whatever, or heard her podcast, be that person. And honestly, I feel like that will allow you to s- sustain the test of time and, and get through the ups and downs and build really a legacy for yourself and a really solid reputation. 
Oh, I love it. Be the powerful lighthouse. Thank you so very much for shining brightly, inspiring others to do the same and for taking the time to share with our guests on the show. Appreciate it. Happy to do that. Thank you, Casey. All right. Talk to you soon. Sounds good. I hope you enjoyed today's episode on women developing brilliance. If so, head on over to Apple iTunes and subscribe to this podcast. And I'd be grateful if you could leave a review or rating so more people can benefit from these inspirational stories about the solopreneur journey. Thank you.